0: What's up, fellas? Mad Handle Podcast. We back, baby. Oh, let's do it. But the NBA just never ceases to amaze, huh? Dude, I went apartment
1: hunting, and uh, I, of course, my phone was dead, so I was like trying to take pictures of apartments with like three percent battery. So it's on airplane mode. I get back in my car. I plug my phone in. I have two hundred and sixty mixed
0: missed text messages (laughs) unbelievable this song will definitely do it to you
2: i was just trying to figure out what holiday it was like christmas is over hanukkah is over kwan's is over like what is the
0: random wednesday (laughs) gift Boom, (laughs) the james harden treat unbelievable i think it's a great starting point for this episode just A clusterfuck of players and picks moving boys what are we thinking here where do you guys want to start with this trade I mean where
2: do we start I mean can we talk about the fact that James Harden probably pulled every card in the disgruntled superstar handbook that there possibly would be to pull Uh, I mean literally everything showing up to training camp late throwing all your teammates under the bus. The press conference he did after the Rockets lost to the Lakers was one of the craziest things I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, dude, uh,
1: to say that they're not good enough? Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, say that they're not good enough. One thing that you forgot to mention during the whole James Harden thing is that he showed up to the season literally looking like a fucking bus. Like, the dude was <laughs> tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, man, I mean, he – like, this is pretty much one of the only leagues that I see that the players run the asylum, really, and he just kind of said, fuck it. Like, I don't want to play here. Is, you know, b- before we get into the whole – all these trades easy, what do you think of just James Harden, like, as an individual now? So, I haven't been a fan
1: because of the playoff letdowns. So, I'm always going to rag on him. But now I'm ragging hard. Like, even, it's just, come on, dude. You completely run the Houston. You get multiple versions of All-Stars that you think are going to work. You make the front, or meant not make, but you influence the front office to get them done. Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Now John Wall. Who knows if he was actually included in that. But that's three, like, legit chances. And, like, he kind of has the playoff blame on him.
0: I agree. I mean, he's definitely – I mean, for for me, he's definitely turned into, like, one of the most unlikable guys in the NBA. Uh, Easily. Charlie, what are you thinking about the beard?
2: Ugh, I mean, it was crazy to watch him sort of pull all the stunts that he did throughout the course of the season. I was even thinking maybe, like, at one point, like, he was going to randomly come out for a pregame warmup without the, like, sweatsuit that he had on underneath his warm-up jersey to make him look like 10 pounds larger than what he was. But, like, no, I mean, it's – A crazy trade when you think about everything that was involved and ultimately what Brooklyn is getting back for the window that they're getting it back for. And I think also, too, for James Harden in Houston, what didn't Houston not do? They gave him all the money in the world. They backed up the Briggs truck for him. They completely designed an offense that was basically like pass the ball to James Harden and stand around and watch him shoot the ball to get MVPs, scoring titles, and all the individual accolades. And I think I said it even in a podcast earlier in the year, like or last year, that Houston team peaked in like 2017. They really did. And I think that that one year that they really pushed the Warriors to the brink, that was the window for them. And it closed, and unfortunately, they probably really did have to move on from James Harden. It's just unfortunate that James pulled the stunts that he did, but kudos to Houston for nailing the picks. Four first-round picks, all unprotected, four pick swaps. That's plus a player in Victor
0: Oladipo from Indiana.
2: It's a huge return, really good return.
0: It's crazy. Crazy crazy return, honestly. But, like, let's get into this trade. Let's, let's talk some details here. Let's break this down a little bit. I you know, since we we're already talking about them, why don't we start off with the Rockets, who obviously dumped off of James Harden. They got Oladipo, they got Dante Exum. uh Kur- Kurukis, Is that I'm not even sure how you say his name, but uh Karutz. I like him. I mean he's, he's good. He's a good bench, player.
1: I, yeah, I thought he was good last year.
0: But I think the main things that they're really focusing on are those three Brooklyn first round picks, one Milwaukee first round pick and then the four first-round pick swaps with the Brooklyn Nets. That's insane. One thing I want to point out about this trade is that five of the seven picks that could potentially be in Houston's hands could be after the big three leave Brooklyn, which is insane. <laughs>
2: wow. Love it. Wow. Crazy.
0: Did you know what might be even better than that?
1: Is that fucking uh – Which one of the Marks is it? Is it Bobby Marks or Sean Marks? One of them is the GM of the Nets. Yeah, Sean
2: Marks. Sean Marks.
1: Sean Marks at his press conference, shit on Billy King. I will never do what Billy King did. And then fucking (laughs) literally does what Billy King did. Like, the return... Now, everyone is shitting on it. But you have to... And they're making the comparison to that Garnett Pierce thing. But you do have to make like a clear like difference Harden is older, but he's not like a 37 year old Garnett. Like that was at that time. Like he's still in his prime. Is it, is he like at the peak? Is he towards the end? We don't know, Uh, but probably, but like, that's a, that's a big return for, yeah. You don't know if these three are going to be on the books. You, You don't know if Kyrie's pulling a Ricky
2: Williams. That's sure. like my question. That's like my question is like, did Sean Marks like get a little anxious and think that Kyrie like wasn't coming back and literally pulled the trigger on this trade because he was like, oh shit, what if Kyrie doesn't come back? I promised KD all of this magic and then I'm literally stuck in with a bunch of B-leaguers like I need to pull the trigger on this trade now if Kyrie fucks us over and just walks out on the season.
0: I definitely think that that came into his mind, right? Like, I don't think there's anything that – like, no sense of stability with Kyrie right now. Like, you can't really count on him. You don't know when he's coming back. You don't know when he's going to pull this again and go to, like, some governor's meeting online during a Nets game or something. Like
2: (laughs) to be a Nixon. (laughs)
0: He's he's an interesting dude, but it it just seems like his head is – and and maybe that's not a bad thing that he's not just only thinking about basketball, but like you're being paid a lot of money to play, you know, a game here and you're just not taking it seriously. I don't know. I I don't, I actually don't think it works out in Brooklyn, but I mean, easy. What are your thoughts on, on Houston kind of reshaping their whole kind of organization here with this trade?
1: Yeah, let's stay let's stay on teams because there's a lot, like, per team. Um, yeah. Houston-wise, Houston's very interesting because you have John Wall who thinks he's still John Wall, number one overall pick, which he may be. I mean, he looks good, but it's like you, he's still in, like, a prove-it situation. He's a leader of the, of the team. DeMarcus Cousins, who is a shell of himself, is a leader of that team both have never really been productive as leaders the wizards have always been a laughing stock the kings were a joke um yeah now they're together old Depot just last season was asking like opponents mid game if he could join their team yeah they're definitely not like a high character team <laughs> to say the least um it's going <laughs> to be interesting what 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 like what they turn into i guess for them, it really doesn't matter, right? It's just like John Wall, do whatever the hell you got to do. It doesn't really matter. We have eight picks.
0: Right? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I kind of think that they're, for what they did in this trade, they're still kind of in like, what are we doing right now mode? You know, like, are we yeah. completely rebuilding? Because if you are, then, like, maybe you're packaging Oladipo, you know, towards the deadline. You know, you still have talker that you can – Yeah, right? Well, I think one of the things is, like, if – I think their first-round pick this year is going to the Wizards, right? I'm pretty sure that's what's happening here. Yeah, their first-round pick is going to the Wizards. No, no, no.
1: I I thought it was John Wall and a first-round pick for Russell Westbrook.
0: Hmm. I got to take a look. I'm pretty, one of their first round picks is with another team right now. So I I remember reading that they're in a flux where if they do get like a top five pick, they'll be able to keep the pick. But beyond that, they have to trade it.
2: Yeah. They actually do have a pick from the wizards in that John wall trade wizards traded John wall and the pick for Houston to take on the salary. Wow.
0: So I mean, they're, they're in prime position here to, like, just completely rebuild. If I was them, I'd kind of just turn the page on this whole thing and try to see if you could flip Oladipo, flip John Wall, Cousins, maybe just keep Wood. Uh, I'm not sure if, you know, if you could get much for him. He's playing really great right now, but he's still kind of an unknown. Charlie, what are your thoughts on the whole Rockets trade and, and where they're going in the future?
2: Yeah, I mean, they've got a ton of picks. And I've heard sort of the, the devil's advocate argument, right, that you never really know what those picks are. Um, and I think that's sort of like the defensive argument that Nets fans who are trying to defend the trade are sort of use, utilizing. is like those picks could be completely erroneous. We could blow all of the picks and not have anybody of the caliber of James Harden, who's an MVP and a three-time scoring champion, right? The yeah. issue is that, when you think about the Nets not controlling a first-round pick from 2014 to 2027, it kind of blows your mind, knowing that how much they've mortgaged the future on this. Uh, And like Mike Vicaro said in the post, who's a, a really good sports writer, it's basically championship or bust. Like, I'm trying to think what will happen if the Nets flame out in the playoffs the way the Clippers did, and James Harden or Kyrie Irving do a press conference like Paul George did, where they said that the playoffs weren't the end all, be all that season, like there is no other option but to win a title this
0: year. I tell that to Sean Marks. Yeah,
2: you know it's it's crazy. Like there is there is so much pressure on them for a two year window. I know they're in the luxury tax now and I mean the extension that Harden is getting I mean I think he's making 43 44 million a year. Crazy, um yeah. so for Houston it's interesting look like John Wall is obviously not what he used to be. I do think he's playing well this season. When DeMarcus Cousins is one of your more professional players on the team, I think that does say a little <laughs> bit something about your culture
0: um, yeah.
2: and sort of where where they're at. And honestly like it's sort of hard to get a feel for what the rest of the season is going to be like for the Rockets. I will be interested to see if their team chemistry improves, because I do think the team chemistry was in the gutter with everything that was going on with James Harden. Yeah.
0: There's always that little black cloud, right? (laughs) Like you could tell he wants out. They, you know, and, and I think some of that bad start to their season is, you know, it's kind of blamed on him, right? Like, you can even hear after his press conference kind of basically telling, like, trade me now. Uh, John Wall was saying, that like, hey, I think you don't have buy-in from your whole team. Like, how do you expect to win? So I think this kind of changes that. I'm not sure if they're going to get that buy-in from uh, Oladipo right now. Uh, I don't know how how much he kind of wants to go to uh, Houston. But I-, I think it's a solid trade. Um, they're, they definitely had to kind of reset – Easy, you mentioned it. You know, they had CP3, they had Russ, Harden, you know, all these guys. I think they need to find a new identity here, and I'm pretty sure they they should take that kind of Oklahoma City thunder route of just kind of accumulating as many picks as you can and trying to rebuild the roster that way. Uh, easy, you know, do you think that's the right route to go with this team?
1: I think it's the only way to go. Um, one thing I want to point out, which I just think it's hysterical, just the hierarchy. It was like the beginning of the year, right, or maybe in the off season, when Depot was like on Fat Joe's fucking Instagram Live, being like, "Get me out of here! I want to get in, in a good city." And then everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, Depot wants a trade," and then he has to walk it back. Oh, just uh, you know, yeah. and, if, uh, and then I came out. He was asking opponents. So he asks for a trade, but you're like a B-star and nobody gives a fuck. James Harden asks for a trade and the entire world stops. Four teams, three teams get involved. And then Oladipo's a throw-in. One for one trade. I, I thought that was like a very funny wrinkle that like, bro, Oladipo, you're a B-star. That should be a humbling experience for him. Pack your fucking bags, play in Houston mm-hmm. and get a deal because you're not a star.
0: Wow. That's a good point, man. I remember looking at the trade when I saw it and, like, being like, wow, James Harden to the Nets. Wow, they got all these picks. I'm like, what? depots in this trade? All right. You know, like, it didn't really, like, throw me off too much. You know, But let, let's flip it to the Nets now because, Charlie, I want to hear your thoughts on what the Nets did here. Let's hear it. I, I know you got a lot to say about them. Let's go. <sighs>
2: I mean again, like if you want to mortgage the, your future what, for a time guy out who's, one
0: second. Time out one second. Uh, was that the Evan uh, from Evan Martin
2: <laughs> sound right there? <laughs> uh, Dude, that was great.
0: They were so
2: funny. They were they were gold yesterday. I don't know if you heard Evan Roberts with the dribble dribble fat shoot uh, <laughs> uh It was utterly incredible. I mean, him and and honestly, as a Knicks fan, knowing Craig as a Knicks fan and literally just like seeing him smoking a cigar in the hot tub (laughs) laughing at Evan Roberts (laughs) as Evan just literally is going down in a ball of flames because the Nets traded everything away for James Harden was hilarious. Look, I the worst thing for the Nets is that they literally just pulled off this trade. They have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Irving and James Harden on their team, and not a single fan can go in the building and watch a game. Think about that for a second. (laughs) It is utterly crazy that there is a big three in this league right now and nobody can see them in person. I mean, when you sort of think about the big three comparisons, right, you've obviously got Miami Heat. You've got the Warriors a few years ago. This one is as big as any of them. My biggest question is who's going to take the back seat? You've got Kyrie Irving, who you know wants the last shot in the game. You've got Kevin Durant who literally is calling for the last shot in the game. And you have James Harden, who has taken Houston's every last shot in a game since 2013. Yeah. What are you do? And I think the worst person in this whole trade is Steve Nash because you've got to make all three people happy. And also, too, like, what are the Nets putting out outside of DeAndre Jordan? Are they putting out Joe Harris? Are we putting out Landry Shamit? That's literally their entire roster.
0: Yeah. I think it's a good point that you make about Steve Nash. Like, for a first-year coach, this is kind of like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Like, my whole team's gone. I have these three big stars, three huge personalities, big egos. Easy. Let's hear it, man. Let's hear your thoughts on this trade. So,
1: it's interesting you bring up the coaching angle because it's got to be funny for Dan Toney. Like, he must be like, dude, I just got the fuck away from this guy. Right. What is the deal? (laughs) And it's like I'm sick and tired of him like not showing up for like practices and video sessions and all this stuff. And I gotta run pick like ISO with him all the time. I can't imagine Dantoni, Mr. Offense, was like excited about their what they did. It just was like, Well, this is the skill set I have. This is our best chance of winning. Yeah. Um, I think that's gonna be interesting. I think the most important like question here. And we have heard about Harden's extracurricular activities. Is he aware that New York strip clubs are bottoms on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is he aware of he statewide so. Like, yeah, maybe he might not be in for this trade. Dude, it's bottoms on in the strip clubs, bro. I don't He's going go to go to scores
0: and then go back to Sean marks and be like, I want out.
1: Yeah, right? Or is he just going to hit that, like, hour and a half flight up to Montreal and just go nuts every weekend? I don't know what it is, but he should know. Bottoms on, bro. New York is not a strip
0: club town. I don't think Ken is letting in any Americans, so I think he's pretty fucked there.
1: I don't know. I I don't know. That's very interesting. Um, I think the Brooklyn thing is weird. Like, the pick sucks. But then you also have to remember, like, listen, if we win a if we win a ring in the next two years, you kind of as a fan base have to just collectively shut the fuck up for a little bit. Yeah. Um I agree. and like I, I think the other members of the Nets is like a storyline, but I think now they'll just find some jerk off to play center and they'll get some other dude, some vet minimum guy. I think they'll be able to fill out the roster with people. Um the defense is going to be interesting watching the three of, of them try and coincide and work together. The worst thing, or the funniest thing, is, is KD. is trying to just form this legacy of his own leading a team to a championship, and he's yeah. going to end up being the guy who has to take the back seat. Dude, he is the Bosch. Kevin Durant's the best out of the three, and he's going to have to sacrifice the most. That's going to be funny. Yep.
0: So you think he's going to be the one that has to sacrifice the most? I mean, he's
1: seven foot. He can play defense. He could be a crunch time four. He should be the crunch time four, if not five, on that team. Um, ah. Is Harden going to just magically start playing D and cutting off ball and, like, changing who he is as a player?
0: No, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no is way.
1: Kyrie going to start doing that? Like, I think Durant, yeah. because of Golden State, is the most qualified guy to take the back seat.
0: That's true, yeah. I mean, there, there's a few things that, like, stick out to me for, like, the Brooklyn Nets side. Like, one is, like, this is primetime TV now, right? Like, it was oh, yeah. before with, with Kyrie and KD, but now with James Harden here, like, you're either, like, wanting to watch this because, like, holy shit, like, this might be the best big three, like, ever on the court at the same time. And then like as a Nick fan, in my head, I'm just like, I can't wait till this implodes. Like I-, I can't wait till it does. Yep. But you know, one thing that really like what I was thinking about is, you know, I think easy, I think you mentioned it before about Sean Marks when he was when he was hired. You know, he preached this whole like culture thing. We're building a culture. You know, they hired Kenny Atkinson, who was that guy, right? Like he's he was supposed to be that guy that kind of coaches up these players and brings in that culture to the organization. And then, like, all of a sudden, now you're getting all these stars. You're getting rid of Karis Levert, who I think is a very good player for them, a young player as well. And Jarrett Allen, who I don't think gets talked about enough, but the dude's pretty good. Like, he is a very good center for, like, today's NBA. He's still tall and big, but he can move. And he's 22 years old. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Now you have, like, 45-year-old DeAndre Jordan playing center and playing, like, 45 minutes a night, I guess. I'm not sure how that's going to work. But there's things that, you know, even before this trade was made that the Nets were just not doing well, which was defense and rebounding. And it's not like James Harden's going to, like, automatically bring that. So I'm not really sure that this was the best trade that they could make. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch, but I'm really interested to see how the rest of the season goes because it really is championship robust. And Charlie, question for you. How pissed do you think LeBron is right now that this trade went down?
2: Dude, so pissed. And I was actually – that was one of the – so one of the first things that I was like thinking about in this trade is I wasn't necessarily thinking about LeBron's feelings. I was more or less thinking about – what the matchup is like and who actually wins the matchup battle if a finals is let's say the nets and the lakers right because you've got lebron you've got ad who's guarding them on the nets so you put kd on lebron who's guarding ad you can't play deandre jordan for on him the entire time jared allen kev to your point Younger guy, good defender, body you can match up on, he's not there anymore. I guess you could find that vet minimum center to just throw a body on him, but I'm actually curious to see what that matchup is like with the Lakers. And, Kev, I think you brought up another really interesting point there with regards to the, the core that Brooklyn had. And I think that core was ultimately – what got them Kyrie, what got them KD, right? We've heard about this Brooklyn core for so long. And I feel like it's really interesting that Houston took none of that Brooklyn core as part of this trade. They only took the picks and Oladipo. So I'm wondering if they just didn't value the players. Like, I'm just obviously valuing the picks more. But I do find it interesting that maybe they didn't value them as much as we thought a lot of other teams did around the league. And secondly, like, you know those guys are heartbroken. You know they started off the season being like, damn, we got KD. We got Kyrie about to win a ring, fellas. Oh, (laughs) shit. We just got traded to the Rockets. Oh, no, wait. We're going to the Cavs? Damn, and it's like it just literally their season just got rocked. Shell shocked.
0: Shell shocked. That's a good point. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun to watch. I think we can all agree on that. That like these three players on the same team are gonna be really fun to watch. But do you guys think that this was the best trade that Houston could have gotten for James Harden? So I
1: actually I was listening to uh I mean like Simmons and the Ringer like put up a bunch of stuff today and uh and you know me me and Bill have a lot of the same sources so yeah of course when um course. like it was Philly all, all day apparently so apparently like everyone was saying that Philly it was going to be Ben Simmons and some other dude. I think they're saying Maxi, or maybe Maxi was. They didn't want to include Maxi, or whatever it was. But Philly was in the lead all day, and then out of the blue, it became Brooklyn. Um, yeah. What was Daryl's offer? That's what I'm curious about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think that if Ben Simmons was in that trade, that that would be a lot more intriguing for. You know the Houston side of things, but like, I, I, you know, we've had this discussion before. Like, are, do you really want Ben Simmons? It's a big contract. Yeah, call me crazy. I, I'm look. I'm hanging up on
1: the Rockets if they don't want just Ben Simmons. I, one for one. Fuck you.
0: Oh, I guess that's why they called the Nets.
2: <laughs> Definitely why the Nets got James Harden. Then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Wait, so you're going to include picks
1: and pick swaps with Ben Simmons, who's younger, a better all-around player. I shouldn't say that.
0: He's a good all-around player.
1: He's a – yeah, I guess. I don't know. I hate James Harden.
0: Like, So, the problem with James Harden is, you know, what's defense, right? Like, yeah, it's some, like, technique. It's, you know, it's really all about, like, hustle, right? Like, defense is really about hustle. It's about wanting – to play defense. He's never been that type of player and like frankly I don't think he'll ever learn to be that type of player. But I think that's his main problem. It's that yeah, offensively, you know, he he's in it. He's 100% in it. But on the other end, where playoff games are won, where championships are won, he's not there. So who's going to be that guy for Brooklyn that's going to step up and take that role and be that defender? I mean, I love KD, but like He he can't guard everybody. Either can Kyrie. So who's going to be Achilles too? Yeah, he's coming off an Achilles. Like he's good. You know, load load management. Is he going to be playing every game? Like who knows? I'm really interested to see what moves come from this because in in my mind, like they're going to have to do something. They can't have a lineup where Jeff Green's there five, right? Charlie, what you know, what do you do you see any other moves that they could possibly make or or any other any anything else?
2: I mean, they've got to shore up the defense in some way. You know, I think it's already been an issue for them this year. They obviously just gave away any glimpse of hope on their team for anybody that's willing to play defense. I think one of the only things that you can actually think with regards to Harden on the defense is that maybe he's more motivated to play, playing with KD, knowing that KD will hold him accountable, knowing that they do have that connection from Oklahoma City. I think maybe one of the situations that Houston found itself in with James Harden is that James Harden had become bigger than the Houston Rockets. He had become bigger than the team, and I think – Partially to the team's fault, they elevated to him to that capacity, right? James Harden was their guy. They wanted to see James Harden succeed, and they built offenses around him, and Mike D'Antoni literally built an ISO offense around James Harden. So the team elevated him to be bigger than the team, and then it literally came back to bite them in the ass when he wanted to request a trade, although they do come out on top. Brooklyn, like I said in the beginning, it's championship or bust. Hopefully, James Harden has an accountability aspect and he doesn't want to fuck up with KD and Kyrie. But, again, we'll see. And it, who knows if Kyrie is even coming back? I mean, he, Kyrie could not come back this season.
0: That's a huge part of it. Like, what's going on with him if it's just Does Harden? he
1: really do that? Dude, that would be ridiculous.
0: Who knows, man? He didn't want to go to the bubble in Orlando. He didn't want them to go at all. That's true, too. He didn't want to do that. And, I mean, did we think that he was just not going to show up for, like, five games in a row? Who knows? The guy doesn't love basketball.
2: The guy does not love basketball. It's
0: very clear. Very clear.
2: Like, he is a guy that just so
0: happens to be good at basketball. I mean, he's what? The vice president of the Players Association, right? Which is like, a joke. Yeah, like, what kind of example is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I said, like, only in the NBA does this type of stuff happen. Like, where, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's, like, some diva wide receiver that asks for a trade in the NFL, but, like, not to this level where, like, Kyrie is just really, he has the organization in his fingertips saying, I don't want to play, not giving them a reason, not <laughs> telling them when he's going to show up. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely has to be some sort of changes with, with the way that, you know, contracts are structured, right? Because he's still getting paid for this, if I'm not mistaken. He's so making half that? a
2: million dollars a game. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so,
0: ridiculous. And so he's not playing I, it. Yeah. One thing I did see is if the NBA is investigating that video of that birthday party that he was at. So, uh yeah
1: if you are still not wearing a mask in public on january 14th 2021 you are a fucking
2: idiot
0: yeah i mean just put your fucking mask on bud look
1: around just look around oh yeah like dude we it's not like it's april and it's like oh it's new I left it in my car and forgot, which I, I don't know how I still I still actually do that. I don't know how I <laughs> yeah. like, feel I
2: definitely walked out of the house the other day with that one on and was like, oh shit, I need to go back. But yeah. but you have the oh shit. You have the moment, like, oh fuck, I forgot the
1: mask. Like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like it and you're a pro athlete. You grew up with social media like
0: enough already. So from what I read, if if that, if that all this stuff holds to be true, and he's missing more games, the Nets could actually find him and get some of that money back for the contract, which is like, oh, here we go, right? Like now, now the Nets are going to take money from him, and like this could quickly sour on the Nets and Sean Marks, but but, like, hope it but like also
2: also too though, my question like is to Kyrie, like, dude, Steve Nash is just getting started. I I love Steve Nash when he was playing ball. Like, Steve Nash seems like one of the coolest dudes in the league, and he seems like a badass dude to have as a coach, too. Like, there's some asshole coaches you could get, and you got Steve Nash. Like, you're winning. And to just literally put him in the position where he has to go out in the press and be like, I I, I don't know anything about Kyrie. I I don't know when he's returning. Like, it (laughs) makes him look like an asshole. Like if I was Steve Nash, I'd be like, fuck this guy.
1: So when is that gonna happen? When is there gonna be the coach that just is like, you know what, enough already? Or I guess those I think- coaches are fired, right? Is that just what it is?
2: Pretty much. <laughs> the Brooklyn I- Nets internally have to the Brooklyn Nets internally have to be super pissed at Kyrie.
0: There's they have to be. They signed up for this. He's done this. He did this in in Boston, right? Like this isn't like a new thing. You knew exactly what you were gonna get with him. And I'm pretty sure they hired Steve Nash because they knew he was gonna he might be that kinda like and I hate to kind of compare this to to baseball, but like to like Aaron Boone with the Yankees, where it's like he's just taking messages from the top. That's what he's doing, really. You know what I mean? He he's good, you know, he's a good he's an ex player. He he's good with the players, but he's all the decisions are coming from the top. And this that that might be what's happening here with Steve Nash, where it's like, do shut your mouth and be a, be a player's coach, and that might be what's happening with Nash right now. We'll see though. I mean, super interesting. I'm sure by next week's episode we'll have a lot more to talk about. Hopefully. Is Borden supposed to start playing for them? Is that soon? Does he have to, like, quarantine or something? You might have hit a so club have to in a between. You would think, right? You would think he'd have to go through
1: COVID protocol. And then Kyrie's got to go through, like, COVID protocol as
2: well. So, like, are we, like, two weeks out from even seeing this team? Well, and then we got James Harden. James Harden needs to drop 10, too, to get into game shape. So, like, he needs oh, yeah. two weeks of actually, like, full- on runs just to get back into basketball shape do do you know how much you have to be eating to be a
1: professional athlete w- with a stomach <laughs>
2: a lot
0: like I that is like...
2: we've mentioned this before <laughs>
0: those strip club's wings are, are pretty good
2: they creep up on you man
1: never ordered wings at a strip club
0: but but to to yeah, either about that's what I heard. <laughs> through the great money, like um, save money for the
1: dances, bro. What are you doing? Wings? He, he's got enough money. He's got enough money. Yeah, right. Um, like, look at that. That's a whole nother level of just like, yeah, I'm hungry. Get me wings to strip club.
0: How much do you think wings at a strip club? Like thirty five bucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say fifty. I was gonna say fifty. <laughs> right. okay. Who the nine <laughs>
0: They got Gordon Ramsay in the back, just whipping up wings for thirty-five bucks (laughs) a (laughs) wing. But you know, one mention about him and like, you know, he is kind of—he's bigger right now, right? Still putting up like pretty crazy numbers, which is like the craziest part about it. Yeah.
1: So can can we also say say this, like as biased Nick fans? we're going to shit on this trade. They're going
2: to like, well, I think
0: they're not going to be bad. No, I don't think so either. As much as I, I want to tell myself that they will be, but exactly. Yeah.
1: Charlie, any, any last points on
2: the, no, actually, I, I think, too, like, and it's a great transition, like, I think the biggest winner in this, and it may be hard to see at first, is actually the Knicks. Like, it takes a little bit – it takes the eye completely off of the Knicks, right? The Knicks can now totally focus on becoming a team, developing the players, figuring out what we have, and building for the future while we see the team that went all in on the other side of the river either get the chip or literally be the prime example of why you never build a team like this. So I think the Knicks can actually use this as a positive. There's not going to be a lot of scrutiny over them, and I think it could actually be a good thing for the Knicks.
0: Do you think this team, this Nets team, wins a championship within the next three years? Does anyone guess? I, say, see yes. That? I say yes. Easy. easy do. do you see that?
1: It's going to have to be. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. There's so much to say because everyone's talking about defense, right? But, but it's like, well, how about we just score
0: 140 every fucking night? So, so gun to your head. Do you think this is a championship within the next three years?
1: No. Okay. I'm saying wow. no. I don't like Harden. He has a history of being a bitch. Kyrie, I'm really sorry. He hit one big shot. Suck it. You've been living off that one shot when you were 23 for like six seasons. Play a he couple really games. Yeah. Play a fucking couple games. And you know what? Like really Durant is a beast. But yeah, he
2: ain't winning it by himself. We've seen that already. Kyrie Irving with the one shot in the finals in 2016 is like OBJ with the one catch for the Giants in like 2014, yeah. like guy made one catch and everybody's like, oh, OBJ, Hall of Famer. Do you understand what this guy is? I'm like, yeah, that guy's like a maybe average receiver in the NFL right now and he's never won shit. Like, yeah. and it's like <laughs> it's the same exact. It's the same
0: exact thing.
1: It's very true. Oh, wait, go
0: on.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry, Kev. You go your pick.
0: No, yeah, I was going to say I don't think they win it. But it's going against the odds because the Heat got the big three. They won. Golden State got the big three. They won. This is the next big three. Are they, you know, are they going to be, like, those two teams? We'll see.
2: My question is, are they the biggest big three? I I don't see how they're not.
1: Well like talent. yeah. 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 I feel like they're like probably the the like the most I don't even know how to say this word. Like they're all close to being in their primes. Like, you know, if they're not in their primes right now, they're at the tail end of their primes, if not in their prime right now. Like a lot of the big threes form actually not like Bosh, Wade, and, and LeBron were, were, like, smack in the middle of their prime. So they yeah. were in their
0: prime. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think those three, again, like three, I think LeBron, Bosh, and Wade win. If there's, like, just some three-on-three game.
1: That would be yeah, sick at the height of their powers.
0: That would no, be like sick. Like, I'm, st- I'm saying, like, the big th- – the, these three players right now, at their ages right now versus when LeBron, Bosh, and Wade were – their big three at those ages. I ah, think, anyway, right? The heat. I would of- think. Yeah, I'm going heat. I'm going heat. Dude, that's a, what a crazy trade. I can't believe we're talking about the, these three players on the same team. It, it's funny because Shivani was talking to me like, oh, they, the Nets should trade Kyrie and they should get Russell Westbrook so those three players could play <laughs> together. Yo, do you know what's the best part?
1: Is fucking Jeff Green's on this team. It's like that 11-12 Thunder team bringing it back. They should trade for Westbrook. Get Perkins. Bring the whole
0: squad back. Bring back Serge Ibaka. Bring back Serge Ibaka. That would be incredible. All right, boys. There's two other teams that were involved here. We don't got to go too in-depth with them because I don't see them kind of going anywhere. You got the Pacers. My thoughts with this trade, they got Karis Levert and round pick, which is whatever. Uh I do think that's an okay for Oladipo, who's on an expiring contract. At least you have a couple more years of Karis Levert. I also do think that they're gonna try to shop LeVert. I mean, they already have enough kind of wing players there with the holidays. They have
2: TJ oh, Warren, so?
0: they have they have been the, yeah they have they have a ton of depth like they they're actually pretty good i i don't think EPO was a huge piece for them like missing him so like i think they they might shop lavert what do you think in easy warren's hurt though he's still
1: hurt he's still hurt he's out for a while and lavert i don't know they're like especially how they're playing now they they're such a team like chemistry based cutting backdoor like Sabonis, all that shit that they're not like the like the was the best player on that team two years ago. And yeah. he still thinks he's the best player on that team right now. And it's like nothing like now, nah, bro. Like Sabonis
0: is a stun. Sabonis yeah. is an absolute yeah. game.
1: Whereas yes. now you're like, all right, Levert. We got all this space. Everyone cuts off ball, and you go back door and hit a layup. That's kind of what you do anyway. Um, yeah. I, I think Lavert stays. I think Lavert kind of fills in that TJ
0: Warren hole. I think the paces are good, man. they they got a good squad. I, I think this is a perfect trade for them. Yeah, Charlie I'm also I'm really thinking.
2: curious to see sort of. I'm curious to see how Brogden and Levert sort of gel like I I mean I'm a huge UVA fan I love Malcolm Brogdon I fucking loved that guy when he was at UVA I think the Bucks did a really dumb thing when they traded Uh him I think he was a really good piece for them to help Giannis out especially in the playoffs guy can play defense he can shoot and I think you've seen him really sort of thrive in the Pacers obviously Sabonis is a really 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 good player I still like Miles Turner um, yeah. And obviously TJ Warren as well, guy with the star of the bubble. Let's not forget about our old Nick friend Doug McDermott either on the Pacers. Old Doug McDermott, Dougie buckets.
0: He gets some um,
2: burn on that team, Dougie Buckets. Yeah, yeah, little old Creighton guy, little Creighton guy there, little Creighton. Actually. Yeah. Um. No, I, the Pacers are an interesting team for me in the East. I sort of see them like in that like next you know level down from like the nets the sixers and and maybe the heat as uh you know sort of like that middle of the road sort of indiana boston um you know sort of level there i do think they'll make the playoffs i just don't see them really sort of moving the needle above like a four or five seed truthfully in the east
0: yeah i think you're right there but as a St. John's basketball fan, I remember when, this was a, when Doug McDermott was still in Creighton. I remember watching a St. John's game against Creighton, seeing this white dude just like draining threes from all over the place. I'm like, who is this guy? I look him up. His name is Doug fucking McDermott. I was like, of course it's Doug McDermott with threes. But uh, no, that was I, I integral like, in the Carmelo Anthony trade. <laughs> he was. um I'm a fan of Indiana I think they're actually fun to watch Sabonis he kind of reminds me of Jokic to be honest because like dude every rebound he grabs like he's pushing the ball up court he's making all these sixes like damn like this guy's pretty good for like a, a big man but any final thoughts on the Pacers anything you guys seeing with them
1: I'm good with the Pacers. I, I think the Cavs are kind of funny.
0: Yeah, what are they doing over there in Cleveland. Are they just they're acquiring? Waiting, they're waiting for LeBron. They're waiting for LeBron to come back with the beers. What the hell is Andre
2: Drummond doing, dude? They're he is it. hot garbage. He's So bad. He's not so bad. You I heard everybody. everybody it's he like a franchise player. Dude, yeah, on Detroit, though. Yeah. Oh. he got, like, 20 rebounds a game.
0: I mean, dude, if, if the Nets could somehow get him in a trade, like, a perfect fit for them. It's like, dude, don't touch the basketball unless you're rebounding it or blocking a shot.
2: I will say, though, Colin Sexton on the Cavaliers, pretty legit. I like their backcourt. Moving dude, him Mingo. off ball. Moving him yeah. off ball and Darius Garland running the point? It's a sexy backcourt.
0: It's good, and then you you bring in a piece like Jared Allen, super young. Like that's the start of a team. Uh, you know they're obviously going to have to build on those two guys, but they got a young team. They're going to be bad for a couple more years. So those picks are certainly going to help them. But other than that, I don't got too much to say about the Cavaliers. I don't know about you guys. Well, you Not guys you know you guys know they have the
1: best nicknamed backcourt in the NBA?
0: Sexland. 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 Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. That is amazing. That is a great name for a backcourt. They kind of remind me of like a younger uh, Lilliard and McCollum.
1: I, I thought you were going to say they remind you of this place called Sexland. They also <laughs>
0: remind me of this place called Sexland.
1: Wasn't that that creepy brothel in New Orleans that we went to?
0: Creepy brothel. <laughs> hey, yo. I would creepy. Say that I was going to say it was that place in Rockaway that uh, our buddy Robbie went into. What was that place called? <laughs> oh, man. It was so – oh, shit. Uh that's what I thought it was called, Playground Land or something. Yeah,
1: Playland, Playland Motel. Yeah. <laughs> what a shithole!
0: Oh, oh boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, good for them. They kind of squeeze into this trade. They got a good young piece in Jared Allen. I think that's what more teams in the NBA need to do is take advantage of these bigger trades that are happening and kind of squeak in there, get a couple of first-round picks, young players all right boys uh, enough trade here i'm sure we're going to talk about it more as the season goes on and, and seeing how these players teams uh you know fill out but anything else charlie what else you got i just
2: got one thing real quick that we need to touch on here i was looking at some salary cap looking at some luxury tax the other day the warriors Taken eighty million dollars in luxury tax for Kelly Oubre, who is literally shooting below twenty five percent from three this year. Mm-hmm. Rough, rough to see. um It's a shame, and and I'm honestly just kind of curious too. Like, I wonder how Steph and Draymond are feeling about the the whole Nets thing right now. Like, they're like, man, fuck, Katie left, and now this guy just gets another super team while we're toiling over here. Like I'd be really sort of curious to know what their thought is towards KD and the whole Nets trade. That's an interesting dynamic, yeah. You know, I mean, they were yeah. cl- they were close, and you know, I mean, competition is competition. Guys hate to see dudes form super teams, and that's just a much harder team to go through if the Warriors do ever obviously get Clay back. Weissman comes in they start playing better and, you know, maybe get another pick or something like that, it obviously presents a challenge for them.
0: I will say, I do think the Warriors did a pretty good – I know the Oubre thing sucks and, like, he's been doing so bad this year. I think they've made some good moves. I mean, I know Wiggins isn't that good, but, like, they need to find pieces to, you know, kind of help with Clay not being there. I think Ubre and Blair, too, you know, they're not going to equal to what Clay can bring them, especially, you know, shooting-wise and defensively. But, man, this kid Weissman, uh, he's legit. Like, they got he's a good, good here in him. Yeah. I, they're going to yeah, be good, good for for a while now. So, yeah. I know that they're $80 million or whatever over that, whatever the luxury cap or whatever they owe. But at least they got James Weissman. Easy. What do you no, think no. On, on the Warriors and, and this cap situation?
1: Yo, I kind of like their team. Uh, they've become a league pass for, like favorite of my, mine just because it's funny to see like Draymond screaming at people and like yelling people to like go backdoor and stuff. And yeah. Steph's just fun to watch. Um, I think Wiggins hasn't been as terrible as everyone likes to make like fun of him for. Um, as long as he knows his role, I think that why can't they sneak in as like a, as like that in those final four spots, like 7, 8, not nine, nine, ten. 10?
0: Yeah. I, I will say I've never been a Steph Curry fan. I don't, I don't know what it is about the dude. He just doesn't – there's something about you know, him.
2: You know, like his warm-up where he's shooting from like the seats and the bleachers <laughs> and like the concession
0: stand? <laughs> no, you know I think it was with him. I think it was the whole argument that, like, he would be good in, like, the 90s era of basketball or he would be as good, which I'm like, dude, like, there's no way that he would be as good as he is right now or the name he is right now in that
1: era basketball. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, big time.
0: I, I will say really that I- threw me up.
2: I will say for that Warriors team, though, like, was there ever a more exciting team than those Warriors teams with Kevin Durant? Like, I can remember watching some of those games where they would just be on runs of Steph or Clay or KD making it rain threes, and it was just exciting as hell to watch. Maybe the Nets can get back to that point and, and craft basketball like that, but some of those Warriors teams – were probably some of the most exciting teams I've ever watched in the NBA from just, like, a pure basketball entertainment perspective.
0: Definitely agree there. That that game where Clay hit, what was it, like, those seven threes with ten dribbles or yeah. something like that, like, that was just insane. Like, that yep. was probably some of the, like, basketball I've ever seen where, like, this dude was just, just catching and shooting and just threes all over the place.
2: People also forget they broke the Bulls' single-season record. Like, they won 73 games in one season. That is fucking absurd. Without Durant.
0: Without Durant. That's crazy. That's crazy. Think about.
2: And then then if you think about it, they traded and got Boogie Cousins, and they were going to be Boogie, KD, Steph, and Clay as their four.
0: Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah nuts well thank. thankfully that down yeah, for them i know boogie's injury is horrible yeah that was i just want i think i gotta close it out with just how good kevin duran is just like the dude's just such a stud like every time well, i'm like i guess we can uh, i'll touch on one of the things uh, to touch on towards the end of the episode was uh the knicks seem to be the knicks again kind of sucks uh Oh. It was fun while it lasted. But uh, just watching Kevin Durant, yeah. you definitely missed him that he was out because you kind of forgot how good he was. And uh, It's just smooth, his- man. Yeah. The guy is smooth. Silky. Like, just a walking bucket. Like, anywhere on the court can do whatever he wants. Also, the release
2: point on his shot is just so high. Like, the way he gets the ball up there and his shooting motion, it's just automatic to watch. You
0: yeah. is it, it, how, like, we kind of thought that uh, <clears throat> Porzingis was going to be that next Kevin Durant player.
2: Has he played yet for the Mavericks? I think he just maybe made oh. his debut the other night, if at all yet. Oh, I didn't think he played yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: He, that's He's another, looking that, better. That, every- Seriously, I mean, yeah. Ha, sign him to the max. Have no room to make any other players that are good around Luca. Good luck. That dude's just – Porzingis is going to be just on and off the court all the time. He's too soft.
2: If he gets one more injury, it's it's over, unfortunately, I think.
0: I agree. Yeah, easy. What you got, man? What you got to end the episode?
2: Are you ready?
1: Watch out! I'm gonna. I'm doing a little to end it. A little. Uh, a little prediction here. Oh no! The Sixers are gonna. It's gonna be bad news. They get so close to trading for Harden. Ben Simmons is dangled in the trade, and then now he's not traded. So now Ben Simmons, he's on my fantasy team. The night when that trade was going down, he put up fucking five points, rebounds, and assists. Whoopdy fucking do. Embiid went up for like 45 12 and something. Ben Simmons yeah. is pissed. He's gonna start crying. He's either gonna be traded off this team or he's gonna tank this team because they don't want him. He's always <laughs> been the guy to be traded, not not Embiid.
0: Watch the drama. Oh sources out there. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, oh, you think that, that uh, you know, besides Houston, do you think there are other teams that are uh, going to make that deal for him?
2: Yeah, so I think it, that's actually a really interesting point, and I'm sure Ben Simmons is probably a little bit pissed being constantly bantered around in the trade talks. Truthfully, if I see one team that I see making a move, I think it's the Heat. I think the Heat, they've got Jimmy Buckets. Whether they even wait and maybe do something in free agency this summer or whether they maybe package a player. I know Duncan Robinson has been getting a lot of love and interest in potential trade packages, obviously, because he can shoot the three. We know what Tyler Hero is. Speaking of which, Tyler Hero is literally my favorite player to watch on League Pass. I mean, I'm watching every Heat game. Um, yeah. But regardless, I think he's legit. team that could maybe – he's legit, dude. I love watching him play. I think that he could maybe make a move. Um, they went to the finals. They've got Jimmy. They need another star, and I could see that team making a move for one.
0: I agree. I can see them making a move for one. I love Ben Simmons as that guy. I can see Jimmy Butler just screaming at him when he's shooting threes and just make Simmons cry. But, boys, it, you know, unless anything else, I do just want to touch on one last point. What's going on with the Knicks, man? What's going on with our boy Quickly? What's going on here? Topin, when are you playing? What's going on? Why are we losing all these games again?
1: Quick is in a shooting slump. Barrett's in a shooting slump.
2: I'm sick and tired of hearing about shooting slumps. Put the ball in the fucking hole. I think my biggest issue with RJ is, like, RJ's going to score – RJ's going to shoot the ball 30 30 times a night, and he's either going to score 26 points or he's going to score six points. And, like, unfortunately (laughs) – We're just literally along for the ride every night as to whether RJ is cold or hot and whether he's literally lobbing bricks up or we're actually getting buckets in. So I think with RJ, that's the biggest issue. But I think Kevin Knox is actually kicking it up a little bit, which is good to see.
0: Good to see. Um, the RJ thing kind of disappoints me for the fact that like, I, I, I don't think – he's going to be the guy that he was going to be, which kind of sounds Yeah. Wait, I, so I am I crazy he'll... to say this?
1: Dude, his shot, it's so weird because when he shoots the ball, it looks good, but then he's like wide right three feet. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like the motion, everything, you're like, oh, all right, good shot. And then it's fucking nowhere near the basket.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's just not a good – his mid-range shot, like that mid-range jumper is pretty good. But other than that, I don't know. I'm kind of – I'm disappointed, that's for sure. I definitely thought he was be like, you know, the star of New York and like taking over and stuff. I I don't see that. I think he's going to be like a 17, 18 point – a uh, player like that that's really not going to help us much, to be honest with you. Yeah, but we're a couple of weeks into we're a couple of weeks into the 2021 season, so anything can change, right? We've quickly
2: come back down to earth as Knicks fans. I think we were riding pretty high those first few games of the season. Now we've taken a couple of drubbings, and I think we're sort of back down to earth. I will say though, I mean, even even yesterday, watching the game last night against the Nets, they were they were making a competitive run there at the end, which is a good thing to see. And I think if that was a David Fisdale team, that team would have been out of it a long time ago. But I think Thibodeau, if nothing else, he keeps them competitive and he keeps them in the game and he keeps an edge to them. And they were fighting back even last night to try and cut that lead and try and get closer in with the Nets. So I, I'm confident that Thibodeau will will stay the course, and I think he's the right man to, to coach this team right now.
0: Agreed. He's got these guys playing, they're playing hard, even though they're making their shots. At least they're, they're still trying, which is something that you can't say about the Fizdale Nets. Easy. What do you got? Anything else? Last final pull po- Let's hear it
1: oof um putting you on the spot all right yo obi-wan kenobi i drafted you in the final (laughs) round i named my fucking fantasy team obi-wan kenobi
0: do me a solid fucking do something dude what happened he's gonna be shooting rainbow threes and clanking them off the rim obi something bro something anything and also
1: Trade Randall. I- I've had enough of this Randall love. He's blocking the fucking way for everyone else on our team. Enough.
2: Yeah, I say we Marcus Morris him and flip him for a first-round pick. Yes. Go. Please.
0: Charlie, wh- final got- thoughts. You're a big Obi guy. What are we getting yeah. for this, dude? Because I have not seen I- anything from
2: I haven't seen anything either, man. And and y'all fellas know when we were drafting, this was the guy I wanted. And and I'm sort of eating my words right now because he <laughs> hasn't even really hasn't even really given us one highlight, dunk hardly, or or really won anything. Um, I know he's got the calf in- injury. I know those are tricky. You know, I saw the coaching staff say that. They think he's ready, but they just want to double check and make sure because that injury is obviously weird. Look, he's young. I think it'll it'll get back. He'll be he'll get back, but I think he's got a lot to prove. Right over these next next few weeks in the season and getting back into the groove. Guy was a high high highly regarded lot or draft pick in the draft, and so we've got to get some value out of him um we've got to get some scoring and obviously as well we've got to see what the defense looks like because that was his biggest critique was the defense so we've obviously got to understand what we've got there and then obviously where we've got to improve right
1: he back to should, where we
2: started
1: he should have been in last night that final garbage time that final five minutes he should have been in
2: yeah Yep. i agree yeah and quickly has cool. just fallen hard
0: what? He, that's that. He frustrates he like me. Him. Like he. Yeah. He just like looks the like one. blindfold on half the time. Just like running into the paint, just chucking stuff up. But we'll see, boys. Another great episode. We'll catch you up next week. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Kyrie and, and Harden are playing together yet. Yeah. Fellas, it was a pleasure. Peace out, boys. Peace Yo no!